You're listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Monsters by Relia on AO3, Chapter 11. March 26th, 2021. Did you know about this? Sunny asked her softly, urgently. Though her own eyes were staring straight ahead, watching the scene play out in the interrogation room with a terrible, all-consuming sort of focus, she could feel his gaze on her, intent, questioning. Questioning not just her, Amanda knew, but questioning everything questioning Liv and everything he'd ever thought he knew about the captain. There were some things about the captain that Amanda knew, some things that Sonny wasn't ever going to know. There were some secrets best kept buried in the past. Old heartaches, ancient rages, fights and tears and hurled insults. There were some things about the captain Amanda wasn't ever going to tell anybody. Until tonight, this had been one of those things. This was Elliot Stabler. A ghost come walking, a memory made flesh. Amanda stared at the man as he rolled back his sleeves, stared at the breadth of his shoulders, the heavy ink of the tattoo on his forearm, stared at his weathered face when his pacing led him close by the window where she stood, watching, stared hard, stared long and silent, stared and tried to make sense of it. Tried to reconcile this man, this back-alley brawler in an expensive suit, this fucking thug with what Amanda knew about him, about Olivia. What Amanda knew, what Sonny did not know, was that this man had broken Liv clean in half once. The word had come in that the captain's old partner had been targeted by a car bomb, and all Sonny heard was partner. He had nothing to go on, no scuttlebutt, no memory, no photograph, no fond stories recounted over drinks at the bar, because by the time Sonny turned up, the only people left who'd ever known Stabler at all were Liv and Finn, and they weren't fucking talking. Sonny heard partner and thought friend, no more, no less. Amanda knew better. Amanda remembered the first time she ever met Liv, the anger that had surrounded the woman like a cloak. Amanda remembered Liv as she had been once, as she was no longer, with a sharp tongue, perpetually looking for a fight, perpetually getting one. Amanda remembered the way the unis used to whisper Stabler, like the name was a curse and they were afraid to speak it too loud. Amanda remembered a desk that more closely resembled a shrine, left untouched, inviolable, left waiting for a man who would not ever return to it, left waiting until Liv was made to pack it up herself, as if in penance for the sin of wanting him so goddamn much, as if Cragen needed her to do it herself, just so she'd understand she wasn't ever going to get what she yearned for. Amanda remembered grief and the way it colored every word that came out of Liv's mouth, and she remembered watching Liv come alive again, over the long, slow years that followed after. Amanda remembered thinking, more than once, 
that if she ever met Stabler, she'd kick his ass herself for the crime of having hurt Olivia. And Amanda remembered the rumors about the wolf. Rumors that were true, apparently, because she could see it now. Could see inside that room where some pissant little wannabe anarchist sat facing off against the captain and her partner and two massive wolves. Not just one, not just a cluse alone, not just that familiar black shadow, but two of them, for Stabler's silver wolf paced near the door. I heard about it, Amanda told Sonny. She'd heard that Stabler had a wolf, but this was her first time seeing it, and shit, it made her uncomfortable. Made her feel scared, somehow. A cluse had always been a warm, steady presence, the constancy of Liv's heart made flesh, compassionate and only ever fierce in defense of his mistress. A clue she'd gotten used to. A clue she understood, expected. He was one of a kind, as Olivia was one of a kind. A heart so goddamn big it took a wolf to contain it. The biggest heart she'd ever seen. The most devout. The most steadfast. No one she'd ever met had ever been anything like a clue. Like Olivia, who was, had been, and always would be the one person Amanda respected more than any other on the planet. But there stood Stabler, and there stood his wolf. I don't like this, Cat murmured softly. Amanda didn't answer. There wasn't anything she could say. Probably Cat didn't like the optics of this. A victim's husband allowed an interrogation. Two experienced, grim-faced cops who were too damn close to the crime, standing there with two fucking wolves, intimidating as all hell. Cat was a true believer in reform, and this shit didn't look good. Amanda didn't like it either, but for entirely different reasons. Amanda didn't like it because she didn't like Stabler. What little she knew about him, that he was reckless and violent and had broken Olivia's heart, made him a threat in her book. And that demon of his was more threatening still, for having taken the same shape as Olivia's. In what ways would he be like her, Amanda wondered, and in what ways would he differ? Would he share her compassion or her rage? That rage, Sonny and Kat didn't know a fucking thing about that rage. Didn't know how vicious Liv could be when backed into a corner, how ruthless, how uncompromising. To them, the captain was a mellower beast than the one Amanda knew. The interrogation was getting tense. Stabler had held himself together, so far, but Liv's back was up, and so too was Ecluse's. The fur at the nape of his neck had bristled, and he was standing near Stabler, staring at the suspect over the table with those black eyes of his, the kid watching him warily. Liv was silently drifting closer to the suspect, cautiously placing herself in position to run between him and Stabler, if such a thing were warranted. It was deftly done, the way Liv moved, unintrusive. Sonny might not have even noticed it, but Liv had tried to call Stabler off, and he had not heeded her, and Amanda could see it, could see Liv running the calculations in her head, could see Liv adding it all up and anticipating what was about to come, and anticipating what was to come. This is going to get ugly, Amanda breathed. Beside her, Sonny's head whipped around, his expression alarmed. But she wasn't watching him. She was watching Liv. 
watching Liv pull her hands out of her pockets, watching Liv clocking her old partner, reading him as easily as she would a book, as if Stabler had given her some sign of his intentions, when Amanda had seen no such sign at all. They'd worked together a long time, Stabler and Liv. If anyone knew what he was thinking, it would be her. Once more, Liv cautioned him, and this time Stabler seemed to hear her, backed off a pace, and Amanda was about to breathe a sigh of relief when that stupid kid went and signed his own death warrant. Your wife bleeding out on the sidewalk? She's just another casualty, the suspect sneered, thinking himself powerful. The room exploded, then. In some ways, it was what Amanda had expected. Stabler snapped and slammed his fist on the table vaulted towards the kid like he was going to tear his fucking head off. That she'd expected. Everybody said Stabler's jacket was full of excessive force complaints, and that kid had just pressed the biggest button Stabler had with both hands. When Stabler leapt forward, though, Liv was there to meet him, running in from the side and stopping the momentum of his body with her own. That, too, Amanda had expected, because she'd been watching Liv closely, and she'd seen the way Liv seemed to just know something like this was going to go down. What was unexpected, then, was this. Firstly, the impact with which Stabler and Liv collided was titanic. It reverberated through both their bodies, though Liv stood firm, did not let his bulk drive her back. The unhesitating way she had done that, placed herself in the path of a brood on a mission to maim, was enough to knock the breath from Amanda's lungs. It was brave, was so fucking brave, and of course it was, because Liv was brave, fearless. But Stabler stopped. The moment her hands caught hold of him, shuddered as the momentum left him, but did not try to push her aside, to barrel past her, to continue on his way. He stopped. Stopped like a car hitting a brick wall at 90 miles an hour. Stopped, because she told him to. Maybe that was why Liv was so fearless, Amanda would think later. Maybe Liv had been fearless because she knew no matter how out of his mind he might be with grief, no matter how angry, how bloodthirsty, how vengeful he might have been, maybe because she knew, no matter what, that he would not ever, ever hurt her. It must have been a hell of a thing, Amanda would think later, to trust somebody that fucking much. The most unexpected thing of all, though, was the wolves. Stabler's wolf was silver-gray, with great golden eyes, smaller, more graceful than a cluse, though no less fierce. She had been lingering by the door, and in the instant Stabler lost control, she had gone to him, pressed herself against his leg as if to offer him comfort. Stabler's heart had not snapped and snarled at the man who claimed responsibility for damn near killing his wife. Stabler's heart had not jumped and ripped the man's throat out. Stabler's heart had put on no display of violence, of reckless, agonized heartbreak. She had only gone to him and tried to comfort him. In that moment of madness, Stabler's heart had not attacked. Olivia's did. In that moment of madness, Ocluse did something Amanda had not ever seen him do, not once in ten years. He snarled a horrifying, murderous sound, and leapt with easy grace from the floor to the table, and then vaulted from the table onto the suspect, 
the weight of him sending the man crashing back against the floor, his terrible jaws snapping, claws tearing at the suspect's coat. It was Olivia's demon who heard the man's mocking, derisive words and gone in for the kill. It was Olivia's demon who sought vengeance for the gravely wounded Mrs. Stabler. A cluse and not his silvery companion. Later, Amanda would remember that. Later, Amanda would think about it and wonder. Wonder just how deeply all of this had affected Liv. Wondered what feelings, if any, Olivia might harbor for her old partner and his wife. Wonder if she grieved as he grieved. If she grieved because he grieved. Or if her grief was hers and hers alone. In the moment, though, all she knew was chaos. It all happened so goddamn fast. Stabler running forward, Liv stopping him, a clue tackling the perp to the floor, snarling and threatening him while the man screamed like a frightened child. Three seconds, maybe? That was as long as it lasted. Stabler looked in Liv's eyes and backed up a pace, gave up the fight because she'd told him to, as if her voice was all that was needed to calm him. Ecluse, he said, calling her demon to heal, and his voice was low and dreadful and wretched. The presumptuousness of it rattled Amanda. Even the worst, most self-interested, egotistical dirtbag she'd encountered in this job wouldn't bother delivering instructions to someone else's demon. It wasn't worth the breath it cost to speak the words. A demon would heed no voice but its master's, and rightly so. But Stabler had done it, and Ecluse listened. Ecluse snapped at the suspect one last time and then withdrew, paced back to the place where Liv and Stabler and Stabler's wolf were standing, watching him. Olivia did not berate Stabler for assuming command of her demon. She didn't even seem to have noticed that he'd done it, as if that gross overreach of privacy and propriety was no more remarkable to her than sunshine in July as if it happened all the time, as if it were simply the way things were. With the suspect still babbling to himself on the floor, Stabler and Liv made to leave the room, stepped towards the door, both of them scowling, faces like thunderclouds, their demons falling into step behind them. Through the glass, Amanda watched the two wolves walking, watched and saw Stabler's gray wolf press her cheek briefly to a cluse, saw her touch him, and saw a clue sway towards her, returning the gesture, as if the two of them were consoling one another. We have no idea what's happening here, she thought as the door opened, as the foursome came trooping out into the hall, as Stabler kept right on walking, marching out of the squad room. His wolf hesitated for a moment. Torn, it seemed, between going with him and staying with Olivia, but a clue nudged her with his snout, and she relented, followed after her man, while Ecluse remained behind with Olivia, who was running her hand wearily over her face, and seemed to not have noticed their interaction at all. We have no idea who they really are, Amanda thought. The wolves knew, though. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. 
they'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>